The following is a fourth hand production. Greetings, Earthling. You are listening to the podcast for Outcast. This is the Alien Earthling podcast. I'm your host, JP Doyle, and uh, we're back. We're here again. Excited. Um, it's been. A, it feels like it's been a while, but I honestly don't even know how long it's really been when I when I think about it. But um, but yeah, I'm excited to be back, and uh, I've had some stuff been going on, so. Let's go ahead and get, let's just jump right in. Why wait? Uh, first things first, there's supposed to be like an awful storm here in Texas. Okay, the spring just popped. And if you heard that, I'm sorry, folks. Um, anyways, there there's like a weird storm that's coming to Texas. And it's supposed to be like hailing and there's tornado warnings like up in the northern region. Luckily, I don't live up there. So hopefully all is well tonight, folks. I hope that, uh, hope that it's not too bad because... You know, my daughter, she still gets scared of stuff like this. She's she's young, so hopefully, you know, she's asleep by the time it starts and uh, she sleeps through it. So, but yeah, it's supposed to be crazy. I'll probably have her sleep in the bed with us tonight because of my, um, my anxiety. If there's supposed to be tornadoes. Because the best place in my house for tornadoes would be, the, would be downstairs in our bathroom. Um, no windows. It's in the center of the house. It's literally like the best tornado room ever. But like, besides like, like it's not a pimp my ride version of downstairs bathrooms. So I don't mean that it's a tornado proof, like a vault with like metal walls or something. It's just like when you get a house, it's probably the best like spot I would think because there's no windows. It's in the dead center on the second floor. Um, the stairs are above it and, uh, I feel like st- stairs as a whole would stay together as a structure for some reason, um, during, uh, you know, like a tornado, but <clears throat> I don't know. So, uh, hopefully we don't have to really do anything like that, but if something was to happen, that is the place that we're going. So, and now, and that's, a uh, that's scary. So hopefully that does not happen folks, but yeah. So I hear the wind actually behind me already. So I feel it ramping up. I don't know if it's supposed to bring in a cold front or not. So I know now I feel like an old man because I've been talking about the weather for so long. <laughs> uh, but yeah, talk talking about old men. Um, my uh, grandpa, aka Papa, um, he is seventy nine or eighty. I'm not too sure. I think he's eighty. Man, he might be over 80 now that I think about it. A little bit over 80. He uh, he got sick. And um, he was sick for about uh, two weeks. And he was just, he's just a stubborn old man and didn't want to go to the doctor. Which is so goofy to me. But then I can't say anything because I never want to go to the doctor either. And... Uh, Mine is because I don't want to pay for it. I don't know what his reasoning is. But probably the same reason. If it is the same reason, then I should be more understanding. But I guess it's because I think, well, he's like way older than me. And uh, he's not in good shape for, you know, for his age. Because, you know, there's still there's people at that age that are still, are still pretty good shape. And uh, he lives a pretty sedentary lifestyle. And I was really worried about him. Well, he got sick and because, you know, he's old, he got pneumonia and it just got, it just got really worse. And then it went septic or something like that. It's like, like a septic tank, like it's shit, I guess. I don't know, like a shitty place to be. And that's what they called it. That's how they described it, septic. And it just got to a point where, um, if he would have like waited just like a couple days, maybe one. He might have he might have died. He could have died just just due to negligence of not just going to the doctor. They say when if you have grandparents and they're over 65, they say if they're over 65, um, if they're running a fever, they need to go to the doctor within 24 hours. Like like don't even kid around with that stuff. Like you gotta you gotta go to the doctor within 24 hours. It's very important. They said because things. They can be like if they catch it in time, they can maintain a good life. But once they get sick at that age, 
it's like there's no coming back from it it will like root like hit like this probably like it's i really hate saying this because you know I'm, I'm i have a relationship with my papa more you know more of my past growing up unfortunately not anymore uh, and i'll explain that i'll explain why that later why that is later but um but you know i have a lot of memories with him as a kid and stuff so i'm, I'm pretty close to him in that sense as as much as i can be and it just sucks saying that it's like he shaved some time off by doing this um you know you don't know how much time off your body getting sick like that can take at my age at his age at your age that you're listening take care of yourself we have modern medicine and uh you know i know it sucks like paying hospital bills but it's better to to spend the money than than you know not feel good or or shaving shave time off yourself off your body cuz you know when you have a car like you have to take it in for checkup you know routine oil changes and stuff and if you don't you know it it makes the car stop working as well and then it starts breaking down more and more and more and like my papa had a breakdown he was stranded on the highway and he was trying to hitchhike offering blowjobs to truckers to take him across country and nobody would do it because he's just an old old man that's what happened to my papa he was uh trying to blow some truckers but anyways for a man that was on brink of death he did start the night kind of funny and he ended it pretty sadly which i'll save that for later but he (laughs) we're in the waiting room and he's deaf like like this dude can probably only hear like 10 percent like it's really really bad and he has hearing aids and stuff, and he doesn't use them for some freaking reason. Maybe he doesn't want to feel like a cyborg or something. Robocop. I don't know. Um, but yeah, he he cannot hear for shit. And um, we were in the waiting room, so when you can't hear for shit, you talk super loud. And we were in the waiting room, and uh, he goes, man, JPI, I thought I was going to die this morning. And I'm like... You know, and I don't talk back because he can't hear me and I would have to talk like extremely loud and we're in the waiting room. And I think he understands that because he just kind of rattles, rambles. He doesn't, he doesn't really allow you to get a word in edgewise because I think he knows he's not going to hear you too. So there's no point. So I just, you know, shake my head or give him a face to let him know I'm listening. And he's like, man, I thought I was going to die this morning. I woke up and it felt like a block of ice was on my chest. And my papa, he's like, He's like, he's like, his uh, bloodline comes from Spain, but he grew up in Mexico. And then he came over here, I think he came to Michigan first for work. And then he came down, he somehow he ended up here in, in Texas, probably for work too. Because that's like all they, all that his time era had to do. I mean, he's 80, 80 something. So uh, he grew up like in a very bad time in America or like a very re- a very rebuilding time in America, I would think. So he um, he has like a little slight accent because he speaks full Spanish, and he's like, he's like, yeah. And I felt like I was gonna like die because it, like ice was on my chest. It felt like ice on my chest, and I couldn't move and I couldn't talk to say help. And I was like, whoa, really? Like, you know, like with my face, like, whoa, really? And he's like, but then I knew that I couldn't die. And I was like, and I can't kind of get him face like, like, what's up? Like, why? And he said, because I got to file my income tax. (laughs) Oh, my God. He powered through death for income tax. (laughs) oh man that's fucking funny shit that's some great a shit and he said it in a way to be funny too so that made it even better so i i it was nice seeing that he still had humor and um yeah that was so funny so i like imagine it like in a movie where like he just like i gotta make it to file 
my income tax. Ugh. And then he just like powers through. Ugh, that's fucking funny, man. When he said that, I, I lost it. Like it was super quiet in the waiting room and I'm just like cackling like a hyena in the corner. And everybody heard him say it too. So they, they were like smirking too. Cause he's loud. He's really loud. So, but you know, what's funny before he was deaf, my whole family's loud. Um, they said growing up, like my mom was so loud that people would like call the cops cause they thought it was like a dom- domestic dispute. <laughs> That's happened a couple times. And then cops show up and they're just like, we're just uh, hanging out. Everything's fine. <laughs> but, um, so he already had that gene. My sister talks really loud too. She subscribed to this channel. So that would be really funny if she heard that, but she talks extremely loud. Whenever, uh, I'm on the phone with her, I have to, uh, turn the volume down. <laughs> she, I don't want everybody to hear what she's saying because you can, and it hurts my ear. So figure that out, Megan, if you're listening. Um, but yeah, it's, um, it was, it was tough. It was a tough night, but he had high spirits in the beginning. He, um, what else did he do? Oh, and I was, I looked at my watch, my smartwatch and he, uh, he was like, what's that thing do? And you know, I, I don't, I can't talk to him. So I'm like, it monitors me. Like, that's the best thing I could say. And he was like, does it tell you whenever your, <laughs> your Peter is up and, and it lets, it lets Summer know that you're ready. <laughs> um, I don't know where he got that from. I think he was like, on living the high of being funny about the income tax thing. And then he like made a joke that, that was kind of like, okay, you're kind of taking it too far and everybody can hear you. So chill out, (laughs) you know, but it was, it's funny now that I think back about it. And then, um, we get called to the back finally. And we walk, we walk to the back with him and they're checking his vitals and the nurses are trying to ask him questions. But the only person that can relay the questions to him is Megan, my sister, because, um, she's loud and he can hear her very well. He can hear her pretty well compared to everybody else for some reason, but they're really close too. they're probably, they're a lot closer to the, together than I am to him now because, uh, I'll explain later, but, but yeah. Um, so they have to check him for flu and strep. (laughs) Oh my God, this guy is insane. He is insane. Keep in mind, he's saying funny shit the whole time. Like, he's like just funny, man. He just, he he's witty. He's still with it. That's why it's sad to see him be sick like this because it feels like a good mind wasted because he's so, he's so witty. Like still, he's still on top of it and really funny. And um, so he... Uh, this one's about my papa, I guess. So, um, the whole time he's saying funny stuff and they're running these tests on him and they check him for strep first. And the way they check you for strep is they put the, the stick on your tongue and then they push your tongue down and then they look in the back of your throat. And I think they might need it. I think they might swab it too. I don't really remember, but all I remember is that they put that they're trying to put that tongue dispenser on, on our throat, on his throat. And he, um, he like, if you're okay, if you're watching the video, I'll do it first and then I'll explain the the look. So it's going to be quiet for a second, but he was like this, like the most dramatic fucking thing ever, like a toddler. He was like, he like throws his head back with his shoulders like up and his tongue's like, like, in his mouth still is not even coming out and his mouth's open. And he's like, looks like somebody's about to like shove a giant dong down his throat or something. Like he's in prison and like, like this black dude's like, Hey old man, come take a bite out of this black Twinkie. And then he's just like, like coming at him and he's like, it was really ridiculous. And uh, I'm watching him and I'm laughing because I'm like, this guy, man, he is just something else. He is something else, man. And then I hear them say, we got to test him for flu. Well, 
I've been tested for flu before earthlings and it's a very um, uncomfortable thing. They take this very long um, cotton swab, like Q-tip, and they shove it up your fucking nose. It's like if that cotton swab had just like a little bit of cocaine, like powdered on top of it, this is like a cokehead's dream because it would hit the fucking, his fucking blood fast, man, because it goes all the way up your nose. It almost touches your brain. You would like literally be wiping cocaine straight to your brain if you could put cocaine on this Q-tip. It's a fucking coke addict's dream. Scarface's wet dream. And that shit touches your brain and just boom, activates. Like, that's how high they shove this fucking Q-tip up your nose. And it's very uncomfortable. And how I saw him reacting when they were just going to put the tongue dispenser, suspenser, whatever it's called, on his tongue, the little the little wood thing. You know what I'm fucking talking about. The popsicle stick, you know? And I'm like, oh man, he's gonna he's gonna be really bad on this one. He's gonna fucking be pissed. And I think they have to do both nostrils. And they fucking shove that Q tip up his nose one time. And he's like, oh, oh. <laughs> Oh my God. And me and my sister and all the nurses and stuff are just laughing. And then, uh, he like pulled it out and then he grabbed the other one. He's like, you're going to do it again. And then he does it again. He's like, Oh, he sounded like King of the Hill. Like finding out that like his propane tank was empty. He's like, Oh, and, um, at the end of it, he told that nurse, I'm really starting to hate you. (laughs) Um, and then we went to the room and uh, my sister needed to run to the store to get him some food because he said he hadn't eaten much that day. Again, he's a doofus. But if he was really sick, I understand like he couldn't get up and stuff. So, And unfortunately, nobody was helping him was what he said. There's two sides to every story, but he's saying that nobody's giving him help. So, And I saw how dramatic he was, so I don't know. I don't know what happened. But he, um, it, you know, that's when the night kind of took a turn because they're starting to get back the test results and they're like, he has pneumonia. He's going to be in here for at least three to four days. And then it kind of like hit you like, oh shit, this is like, uh, this is way more serious than I expected, you know? Um, so we're sitting in the room and my sister says she needs to go to the store to get some food. And I'm like, okay. So it's just me and him. And that's when he's he starts retelling me the story about how he felt. And, um, you know, he's kind of still left out from what's going on because he can't hear very well. So he's probably missing some things. And the nurses said, basically said it's bad, but it's not like that bad. It's not like death bad, but you were like one level away from dying like one step and um i'm trying to explain that to him but he's not really really getting it and uh it kind of got really sad and depressing because he um he was really scared that he was gonna die so uh you know i really uh hate it seeing him like that because he's funny and he's the uh he's like he he's kind he's kind of like a father to me in a way he played a big role in my life growing up and i have like funny memories with him that i guess i'll uh, i'll tell some stories about him but we had some fun memories together when i was growing up and seeing him uh so scared was really hard and sorry I'm crying like a fucking like a little bitch it's the first episode I cried in so I think who knows but he he uh he had it written all over his face like the fear like seeing that like seeing another human's demise, like they just can see it in their face, you know? 
it was uh, heartbreaking, especially somebody that I love. And I know that I don't really show it anymore. So that that makes me feel bad, but I guess I have my reasons, you know? And he, um, he just kept mentioning, like, you know, I don't want to die. He just doesn't feel ready, you know? It's sad. Because I can put myself in his shoes in a way and to try to think, like, how would it feel thinking that you were going to, like, s- sincerely die? Sincerely die. Like, for real. It would be so uh, be so scary. It's not like whenever you're... Um, whenever you're, like, driving and you get, like, almost in like a really bad wreck that you're like holy shit I would have died it's not like that feeling because that feeling's really confusing but this feeling is so definite like oh man I'm gonna die like this is it like what's gonna happen like this is the thing everybody thinks about every human thinks what happens after this what what's gonna what's gonna happen where am I going and I that's probably why I you know am a paranormal investigator because it, it kind of helps in a weird way. So that I'm the most scared one of that all, of them all, you know? And just seeing that on his face was fucking heartbreaking, man. And then I just like I'm listening to him talk, but I'm also like visually seeing like memories playing in my head cuz that's like how I think. And uh I'm like reliving moments in my head while he's talking to me. It's literally like in movies whenever they're like show like a thought and and the character's thinking and then you can hear the people talking in the background like a muffled tone. And I'm thinking about how um, when I was little every Friday he'd pick me up from school. He would pick me up from school because I was like living with him because my mom wasn't around. My dad wasn't around. They weren't there taking care of me like they were supposed to. And he, you know, his age and he just loves me that much that uh, he did it anyways. He basically raised me for a lot of my life. And he picked me up every Friday and take me to Dairy Queen and get me a uh, Oreo Blizzard. <laughs> and uh, that was like our one of our little things that we would do. I also remember he used to go to uh, this this uh, like gas station convenience store thing. And he called the guy uh, Primo, which is cousin in Spanish. But, like, as a kid, I just thought that was the guy's name. But now that I think about it, I don't even think he was Mexican. I'm pretty sure he was a Middle Eastern dude. But he was a nice guy. Because Papa can make friends with anybody, man. That dude can talk to anybody. Uh, I think that's where I get, get like, my... Like, I can talk to anybody. I don't, I don't care. Like, I don't, like, want to, but I can. I can, like, play the game, you know? And I think I got that from him because this dude can talk to anybody. <laughs> but he um he would take me to the store and he would get two beers because my, uh, my Mimi didn't want him to drink. <laughs> so he would get two beers. We would drive somewhere like like a little little spot. Oh, and he would give me a Yoohoo. And my the Yoohoo purchase was for um, that was hush it hush it money hush money you know like don't tell anybody that I'm doing this <laughs> and he would tell me don't tell me me okay and I never narked man I never narked she would ask me too and I'm like no we just went and did blah 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 like we were supposed to but he would always do that and we would sit in the car and just talk. And uh, I'll drink my yoo-hoo. 
and he would drink his beer. And then when we were done, he, I mean, truthfully, he would throw the beer cans out of the window. It was like a different time too. Like the littering stuff wasn't such a big deal like it is nowadays. But it still wasn't right. Not good. Not good, Papa. <laughs> but it's okay. And uh, yeah, that was a that was a cool one. Um, I remember like being left abandoned and, uh, I call him and he's the one that would come pick me up and take him to his house or bring me food. Like if I just didn't want to leave because sometimes I didn't want to leave. Like, why would you want to go to a house where you would have rules? Like you would want to stay at the apartment where nobody was there for you. And to tell you what to do. But. He would bring food or come pick me up and take me to his house. He was uh, always there. He's always there for us. Still to this day. Like. If uh, he was in the hospital that night. And. If something bad happened to me. He would leave the hospital. And go help me. Like. That's the kind of a uh, person he is. He's crazy. <laughs> but. <sighs> so if you're listening. You're probably thinking. If you're that upset. Then why don't you. Have a relationship with him anymore. Or. Uh, you don't see him as much as. You used to. And. You know, at the end of the day, my core person inside of me is an avoider. I avoid problems as as much as I can, you know? And I, you know, over the past few years or so, you know the inevitable is going to happen to them. To my Mimi and Papa. Um, that's just the circle of life, right? Or the end of the simulation is upon us. <laughs> and I guess because I avoid issues, I, uh, I was trying to avoid that, the imminent death. So it's easier just to create distance. So wrong, you know, it's so stupid. It doesn't make any sense. Like, why would you do that? But I'm learning, you know, every day I'm learning and I had to realize that I avoid problems in order to know how to fix avoiding problems. And, um, I, you know, have recently decided that this scare has, you know, is very real to me and, uh, I need to like fix this issue and, Go over there. And see them more. See them more. Let them see my daughter more. And she, and what's even sad too is that she asked to go over there. And I just feel like in my stupid life, like I'm this important. I'm so important that my, my time is so valuable that uh, I'm so busy. And that's why I don't go over there. But deep down, it's just because um, I'm trying to avoid it. So, I don't know. And then, you know, I think with them being older and becoming crankier and stuff, it's hard being around, like, negativity. Especially with myself, because I struggle every day to be happy. I have to make, like, a conscious decision to be a happy person every day. I don't wake up happy. Like, you know, I just wake up and I have to become happy and maintain the happiness and don't allow very annoying and stressful things to make me unhappy but um so it's hard going over there because you know they fight a lot and uh another reason like legit reason is that 
they keep their house so fucking hot. You know, I guess it's like an old person thing because, you know, they're brittle. So they're cold easily. But dude, it's so hot. It's so hot over there. But, um, but yeah, they're just, uh, they're a big part in my life and I need to go over there as often as I can. They don't even live far and that's the sad part. So, and they never bug for us to come over. They never ask us to, they don't throw shade about us not going over there. You know how you, like, there's some people where if you don't see them for a little while, especially older people. They kind of throw some shade like, you must be busy. You haven't came and seen seen me. They don't do that. They're always excited to see us. and I feel like a piece of shit. <laughs> but now that I realize why I do that, I can fix it. And uh, hopefully I didn't wait too last minute, you know. Hopefully. So if you have like uh, people like that in your life and you're caught up in the hustle and bustle of your life, make some time for them, man. You know, another another thing I see when I go over there, which is it it's so it sounds so hypocritical, but I'm I'm going to do my best to make this more. I will make this more of a priority, not even do my best. You see, I'm already trying to give myself excuses. I will do my best to make this more of a priority. And I feel like they don't feel like a priority anymore. You know, imagine not feeling important to somebody because I feel like most people listening to this show feel like they're probably pretty important to at least one person, if not more. And imagine like, like you don't feel important anymore. You feel like nobody cares. Everybody's too busy. Everybody's like things going on are more important than me. And I'm, I'm getting old. And I can feel it and nobody, nobody's giving me time that I deserve, you know, or time that I want because I'm about to go on and I want to see y'all more and we're fucking stupid and we don't. And if you are a person that goes and sees your grandparents often, man, congratulations. That's awesome. Keep it up because I know for a fact that uh, that's probably hard for them. But I'm going to do my I'm going to I'm going to do what's right and make it more of a priority. So definitely need to definitely need to. It was scary, but he's home now. Luckily, hopefully uh, he alerts somebody soon he didn't even like I knew I had heard he was sick but nobody told me it was that bad and and this is another like ignorant naive thing but he's been in, he's been around me for so long in my life it just feels like a steady thing even it's weird it doesn't make any sense because it's so back and forth but um I know he's old and he's getting he's he's getting close to dying and then uh and then on the other hand, uh, I feel like, oh, he's just there. He's always going to be there. He's always been there. And that's not, it's so goofy, but, but yeah. I don't remember if I was saying something before that, but that's how I feel, folks. And, um, yeah, but yeah. Oh, anyways, I was saying he's back home now. Hopefully he feels better and he gets back to 100% to his 100%. And we go from there. And I see them more. Allow my daughter to see them more. So. But. Let's uh, let's go through some notes folks. Let's see what's. Um, what's on the agenda today. So I've had some. Um, some things happen. Um, look straight up. If. If you 
live in 2020. It's now fucking 2020, okay? And we have fucking technology that is connected to our phones, that connects to a satellite in low Earth orbit or space. I don't even know where the fucking satellites are. That can literally track where you're at and tell you where to go. Everybody has these phones nowadays. Everybody. Not, there's nobody that doesn't have them. Like, back to my grandparents. They have smartphones. It's like, there's, it's very rare when you see somebody that doesn't have one. If you have a smartphone and you ask me for directions, go fuck yourself. Go fuck yourself. Straight up, dude. Go fuck yourself. Go fuck yourself, you fucking bitch. Do not ask me for directions because I don't know how to fucking get there from here to there. Guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to take out my fucking phone, go to my app, and type in... what. Oh, uh, yeah, what what was the address again? Oh, it's, um, blah, 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 blah. Okay, okay. I'm going to pull out my phone. I'm going to look you dead in the eye and keep, I'll type something and glance back up at you and look at you with a face like, fuck off. Fuck you. Fuck you. And I'm going to tell you how to get there and say, I just looked it up on my phone. This is what my phone said. Fuck you. Fuck you. Do not ask for directions. It's 2020 and you have a cellular device that can fucking do this for you. You shit asshole person. Do not ask me for directions in 2020. Okay? Capiche? Look it up on your phone, for God's sakes. It's not even hard. Even if you're, like, not good with phones or technology, you just click an app, and it tells you, where do you want to go? And you type it into the fucking search bar, and it does it all for you. You don't even, you don't even, you don't even need to know the coordinates. There's no coordinates involved. You just need to know the physical address. The physical address of your location. You don't even need to know that. Actually. Hey, I'm trying to go to Applebee's. Do you know the general area or vicinity of the Applebee's you're trying to go to? Yeah. Well, you can look it up that way too. Fuck you. You can look it up like that way too. Fucking jackass. Okay, you can type Applebee's near so-and-so. Click, it takes you to it. Stupid fucking shithead. Okay, do not ask me for, because I am not going to know, man. I'm not going to know. Unless it's like maybe a mile radius. Why do I need to store that information in my brain when I have a phone that will do it for me? And some people are going to listen to that and be like, oh my God, like that's so lazy, like blah, blah. No, it's not. I pay $1,000 for this phone. Just about. Probably $1,000. You pay $1,000 for the phone. Just about. Right? Use it for all that it's worth. Don't keep that. You can like remember somebody's birthday. Remember your aunt's birthday. Remember your uncle's birthday. Like that fucking uncle that probably diddled you. Remember his birthday. So then when it's his birthday, you can get him a present, a box full of shit. See? And you get back at him for for touching your peep. Right? Use that brain space to not know how to get to fucking here to there. Just use your fucking phone. 
That's what it's there for. You pay a thousand dollars just about for this motherfucker. It's not just to watch cat videos on. It's not just to check your Facebook or look at hoes on Instagram. It's not for just that. There's a lot of practicality to your phone. Oh, guess what? There's a calculator on it too, motherfucker. Don't try to do simple math or just math in general. You know, use your phone. Use that brain space for something else. You're not a fucking mathematician. You're not Albert Einstein. You're not fucking Dave Ramsey. Fucking Rain Man with numbers. You're not any of that. You're a dumb human like me. So why do you got to act like you can do the simple math in your head? I mean, of course, like if it's fucking 10 plus 10, that's 20. That obviously, may, if it's a easy, but if it's like something that you got to like think about kind of heavily, just pull out your phone. But there's like this weird thing, this weird inclination inclination to, um, to try to do it yourself. And there's no reason to do that. There's no reason. Why? You're going to feel stupid? Well, guess what? I'm telling you, you're fucking stupid. So next time you're trying to do some math in your head and use fucking good brain space that you could remember your fucking to go to your grandparents' house like me, then use that brain space for that and fucking use your calculator on your phone. You're stupid. I'm stupid. We're all stupid. It's okay. It's fine. The person that's around you that you're trying to appear as if you're fucking Thomas Edison will completely understand you using your calculator because they too probably don't know the answer. You know? So don't fucking ask me for directions and use your fucking calculator on your phone. Okay, okay. That turned from like a a bad like robot voice to like a bad fucking Squidward, uh, Italian Squidward. <laughs> oh man. Turn into Italian Squidward. I'm I wish I could do accents better, man. I can't do accents for shit. I I can kind of I can do certain words in Australian accent. Like, uh, crikey, mate. That's a huge snipe. <laughs> Sounds awful. Um, y'all heard my Mexican accent really bad. And it makes my story so much worse because when somebody's telling a story and you can, they can do accents like really well or, or, um, they can do, uh, like, you know, mock people's voice. I can't think of the, the fucking word. Um, whenever they can do that. It's uh, it makes stories so much more entertaining. So like, I try my best, and you probably laugh at that. So that's, I guess that's gonna have to be my niche. That's my niche, okay? My niche is bad accents and bad impersonations. That's my niche. So I don't know. I I don't have. I've, I don't, I, I wonder how some people can just like hear, it's like a parrot, like one of those fucking, um, macaws or whatever they're called that know how to talk, you know, parrots, I think parrots are the ones that talk, right? Macaws might talk too, but they have like that thing in them where they hear something and they can like mimic it. I wonder if it's like your, like people's vocal cords like that are built differently than like mine or like people that can sing. Like, it's like, why can you, like, make your voice good? And I can't. It's so strange. And then you're just, like, born with it. And if you're born with it, and then if you hustle the right way, you can, like, make a living off of it with something you're just born with. I guess it's, like, male porn stars because they're just born with giant hogs and 
then they can just make money with it. And then it's like, what am I over here, man? Like, average Joe. Yo, what up? I'm not pulling up to a adult film set with my five and a half on a bad day, six inches. Yo, what up? I'm here, average Joe, with my average hog. You can't do that. So it's just unfair how some people are just born that way. Or you have like freak athletes like LeBron James. But it's all about balance, right? Because he has like the physique. His body's able to build the way that it does. He has like natural athletic abilities. He played football and basketball through school. He was just, he's just good. He probably would be a great receiver in the NFL. Like, like he's so fast and so big, like he would have probably dominated in the NFL like he does in basketball. Like I could like know, I know for a fact that if he went and played football in the NFL with the best of the best, he would dominate because he's just a freak athlete. And he was just born that way. And what am I? Average Joe. Hey, hey. Five and a half inches here. Hey. Hey. Maybe six. Hey. Average girth. Hey. You know? Not very uh, well-groomed. Hey. So... I just don't, it's just weird, but then it's like, what, and then, you know, you, a lot, I think it's easy for people to, like, be down on themselves for disadvantages, you can think about disadvantages easier, it's, it's better to see those, but, hey, man, you probably got something that dude doesn't have, that porn star with the fucking ding-dong between his knees, hey, what if they're not very smart what if what if all they really just wanted to do was become a <laughs> what if all they just wanted to do with their life was become a pediatrician <laughs> and they're sad because they have to fuck hot chicks for money you know and then you are smart. And if you really put your mind to it, you could be a pediatrician. <laughs> so then um, it's all about balance. Like I never ex- explained what I was going to say about LeBron James with balance, but the dude don't have any hair. You know, whenever um, a tsunami is about to hit, like all the water in the ocean just like slowly goes back and you can see like 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 a very long like thousands and thousands of feet of the ocean floor cuz like the water's being pulled back to create like a huge wave that's lebron james's hairline it just receding just slowly 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 like a crescent moon and um yeah it's all about balance folks so what do i do that uh i think that i have advantages of people um i like to consider myself uh let me think what's something that i do that i think i'm a social i'm a very easily sociable person when i want to be and I think to that like lends to my advantage for a lot of aspects in my life and maybe somebody with um, a long dong they're um, introverts (laughs) (laughs) introverted up inside porn star chicks but um but yeah think of your advantages over your disadvantages because um, 
I'm sure you have some. And quit bringing yourself down. Right? It's like, yeah. I may be average Joe over here. With slight girth. Hey! And like... Five and three quarters. Hey! You know? And, uh... Looks like Osama Bin Laden's beard. Hey! But... I can talk. <laughs> like, when I'm saying this, I'm thinking I would much rather take that dude's gift in mind. <laughs> Not for the reason that he uses it for, but just to have it, right? But no, but for real, think of some advantages, you know? Over some disadvantages that you believe that you have. And be good to yourself, because you deserve it. That's all I can say about all of that. Um... Dude, the other day, do you ever just have days that you just got, like, the touch? Like, there's just something about that day where, like, everything you do is, like, smooth and just perfect. Like, for that day, the spirit of LeBron James entered my body. Dude, this happened to me the other day, okay? I don't know what was going on. I don't know why I was able to do this, but for some reason... If I was like, I could, I could have been like across my living room and there could have been a trash can with a fan blowing from the right side and I could have throw fucking Kareem Abdul-Jabbar hook shot, hook, hook shot. I would have made it. Guarantee, put your money on me that day. I was so on. If... If I was like a, a famous athlete, I would have had one of those fucking nights where I just dropped like 80 points or I just fucking threw like six touchdowns and ran for four for fucking 86 yards and threw for 358, right? Six touchdowns. Just like one of those nights, dude. I don't one of those days, man. It was so fucking cool. I was like I would I don't know what was going on. I could just feel it like I was playing with my, uh, my daughter has this little basketball goal and her little ball. And I was just like, not even trying. I just throw it like, like off the wall and I would make it. It was the weirdest fucking thing. I was like bullseye from daredevil. I don't know what was going on, man. That was so strange. You ever have those days? It's like everything just like smooth, like, you know, I was on my game. Um, I was trying to think of something else that I did that was like amazing to me. I mean, it was amazing to me. It's probably not amazing to to many people. Oh, I had a um, I had a pen, and there was a pen cup on the desk at work, and I was maybe like five feet from it, and I threw the pen and I made it flip in the air and land in the cup, and it stuck. It landed and stayed in there. And I mean, the, the cup was like, you know, like, like not like seriously above average girth on that guy I was talking about earlier, like his dong, you know, girth was as wide as the cup was. And I threw the pen in it, swoop, dropped in like a fucking teardrop, fucking basketball shot. Swoop. It was so clean. And I was like, Oh, I got all excited. And it's just me by myself. But have you ever had those days? That's so weird. I wonder what it what what is that? Why can't you just like why are you just being smooth? Oh, and then another thing that we did was we went to Chuck E. Cheese. Oh, and they had this game. I love this game. It's so so much fun. I, w- I want one for my house. <gasps> Ooh. I'm gonna be looking these up and seeing if I can buy one. That would be so fucking sick to have one for the house. So it's a football game. And it has three targets and it's like the big one the middle one and the very top one and you get the footballs and you're just trying to throw them in and then like on the sides they have like little guys that come out and then you got to hit them for points and dude i was dominating that game i set the high the high score i got the the 50 ticket bonus thing the tickets were just coming out And, like, I've never played any, like, I'm not good at skee-ball. I'm not that good at the basketball one. I'm all right. Uh, There's just the one. Oh, that's another one I'll explain. 
So I, I break the high score on this one. I'm dude. I don't know what was going on, but every football I picked up, boom in the top one, boom in the top one, boom in the top one. I hit the top one so many times that every time I hit it, the, the, the points for it went up by 10. So it was at 50 and then 60 and then 70 and then 80 and then 90. I was getting like 90 points off of them. Boom, boom, boom. Dude, I think I hit like eight in a row one time. And then I went on like a like another eight to 10 in a row streak. And I was going fast, like not even trying. I don't know what was going on. It was fucking weird. This kid was watching me that was playing skee-ball. He stopped like in the middle of his game to watch me play. It was insane. I put up 880 points. And then... They have this other, like, it's like a carnival game, like a milk jug. And you have this little ball, like this black ball. And it's about, again, girth, man of the, from the story earlier, girth size. And you get it and you, and you throw it underhand. And you're trying to make it into the milk jugs. And the very back one is like, the hole for that one is like a lot smaller. I threw this bitch off of it. It bounced on the front of the milk jug, bounced back and hit the wall. And then bounced back and did like a little toilet bowl right in the hole. First one. And then the machine gave me one ticket. And then no more balls came out. And I'm pretty sure you get five tosses. That's some horse shit. I got ripped off on that one, dude, because I hit that one first shot. Dude, look, I'm not trying to be cocky. On average, I play that football game. I'm all right. I never, I've never made that milk jug before. That was the first time ever. And when I went up to it, I knew I was going to make it. It was like this like weird, like, like in the zone, man. Like, man, dude, it was crazy. Absolutely crazy. Have you ever had a day like that where you're just like in the zone? It was pretty fucking dope, dude. It was pretty cool. Um, let's see. What else am I going to talk about today? Um, so... I've been watching this show. I'll end on this. Me and my wife have been watching this show called The Circle on Netflix. First, and, and then first off, I just finished Mindhunter. Whoa, great show. If you haven't seen Mindhunter on Netflix, go watch that immediately. But uh, my wife and I's guilty pleasure is um, reality TV. We like that trashy ass shit, man. Give it to us. We love it. We eat it up. Those fucking uh, horrible dating shows, give it to me right yep give it up give it up to me give it up to me give me that fucking trashy ass jersey shore uh ding 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 give it up man it um it just something it does something to our souls i don't know and we watch it every time we watch it we watch with these we get these disgusted faces and we look at each other and we're like how are there people like this in the world Ugh, how do they find them? Ugh, I don't get it. It's crazy. It's crazy. So we're watching this show called The Circle on Netflix. And the idea is pretty cool, but it gets kind of boring. I can't binge it because it gets slow. But these people live in this apartment building and they're all in different rooms and they can't see each other. And the only way they communicate is through this like fake social media called The Circle. So basically they go on there and then they have like, they chat back and forth and some of them are catfishes. Some of them aren't who they really say they are. They're trying a strategy and the person that stays in there because they vote people off wins a hundred thousand dollars. And, um, dude, these people, whoo, some of them are fucking crazy, man. Crazy, crazy. Um, this one girl, her name is Miranda. She is, she, I, I don't even think she knows what, what the game's about. It was like they, they were explaining it to her. Like, okay, so here's the gist. Here's what you do. You talk to people on social media and, um, yeah, you're going to message them. And then there's like a voting system. And then every, whatever, whatever time frame they go on, that's another story I'm going to get to because it was really funny whatever time it seems like they go by a a day by day basis it doesn't seem like it's like weeks they never say like it's like been a week or anything they i feel like it's like each day they eliminate somebody and um yeah and then there's gonna be some challenges and then she was in there she's like that sounds good but she was not even listening to what they were saying she was fucking off in her own head thinking about something else thinking about dick this bitch was for sure thinking about dick 
all day. Because when she got on the show, she was so thirsty for some cack that she didn't even try to win or play or anything. All she was trying to do was hook up. And then, no, oh, and she's a, she was bisexual too. So she, it wasn't just guys. Now that I think about it, if I remember correctly, she liked chicks too. And she was sliding into everybody's DM trying to get some. She was just, um, she was something else, man. It was, it was weird seeing that. I was like, okay, look, I don't care if you sleep around or do whatever, get it out of your system, do whatever you want. It doesn't, it's just, it doesn't matter to me. I don't care. But like to see, like to watch her talk about it out loud about what she wanted to do and what she was going to do and all these people she wanted to message and stuff. I was like, whoa, 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 slow down. You're trying to win some money here. It's like she didn't even go on there for that. She just thought it was a dating show. And then um, she meets this guy that in the show, they don't really ever show them talking that much. They like flirt it a little bit. And this dude is like an over the top Jersey Shore wannabe guy. Like there's, I doubt he really acts like that. He might, I don't know. But he was really, he's really over the top. And if he is, that's cool. But um, they flirt it like once. You see them flirt like once, not even that much. And at the end, when you get voted off, because she got voted off, thank God, she went to his room and they were talking. And then he asked if he could have a kiss. And then they like kissed all romantic and deep and stuff. And it was like so over the top and so delusional and so outlandish. And you're like, y'all, this isn't even, y'all, what are y'all doing? And then if they, okay, if they stay on the time frame of day by day, like, like we think that's how they, that's how they shape, make the show out to be. It's like day by day. They vote people off day by day. If that's the case, don't hysterically cry when you get a video message from your family. It's been three days. There's no way you miss your mom as a middle-aged, almost middle-aged person, maybe mid-20s, almost 30 that much after three days like if that if they really go on a day-by-day basis like that I don't see what you're crying for but these four people won this contest and they were able to call to get it they got a video message from home and they're like just crying hysterically like they haven't seen them for years and one of the guys says this was the best day of my life really You talk to your mom after two to three days and it's the best day of your life. You need to rethink your life decisions, dude, (laughs) because that it's sweet. It would be like, oh, cool. Hey, blah, blah, blah. Even if it was two weeks, you know, the only people I would miss like that after two weeks is my wife and daughter and I might, I probably would cry a little bit, but I wouldn't cry like that. And he was like, this is the best day of my life. I'm like, dude, it's been three days. Chill out. You're going to be I. You're going to be I. You know? But uh, we watch it because that's the kind of shit we like. And um, it is what it is. It's not the best show. It's I. It's I. But... But yeah, folks, um, we're here at the end. Again, thanks for listening. Um, oh yeah, I want to give a shout out to uh, my my friend. If you're watching YouTube, I'm going to stand up and show you the shirt. And uh, if you're not, then I will explain to you whose shirt it is after I show them. Yay, yay. Spectral Wolf Pack, check it out on YouTube. That is my best friend, Alex Bob. And he is the fucking paranormal master. And if, if you want to hear about some crazy stuff, we did an episode with him on our podcast, on mine and Nick's podcast called Not Today Satan Podcast. Check it out. He was a guest one time and um, we talked about some cool stuff and we need to have him back on soon as long as well with my other paranormal friend, Keith, my best friend, him and him and Keith. Um, but yeah, make sure you uh, check it out. Check out his channel. Also check out Keith's channel, Wake Paranormal TV. Check it. 
So, um, but yeah, that's what that's what it's, that's what it's all about. Trying to help cross promote and stuff. So, Spectral Wolfpack and Wake Paranormal TV. Also, uh, check out my joint podcast I have with the comedian Nick Bermea called um, Not Today Satan Podcast, and then check out Nick's solo podcast that where he kind of does what I do called Stoned Ape. And um, yeah, we are we are working. We're working hard. Uh, I believe Roman's podcast from Not Today Satan. He's our producer. He's going to do a podcast too. Fuck it. Mine as well. And uh, his comes out very soon as well. He recorded it today. So I'm super excited. And we're trying to stay busy. Um, I have an idea for a short horror film. So maybe I will be doing that. If I do, be on the lookout. I'll drop it on my YouTube. So I'll let you know. I'll keep you all up to date on that one if I do it. Just depends on time. Right. But uh, But yeah. And follow us on Instagram at Not Today Satan Pod, and on YouTube you can find this uh, show. Not Today Satan Podcast is the YouTube channel. Subscribe, share with your friends, please, please, please share the love. And uh, until next time, keep it weird. You've been listening to a fourth hand joint.